Hi everyone and welcome to The Psalm Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. So, Antifa, all your friends are having babies yet. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, yes, they are having babies. You can't just know. Yes, they are. And that's okay. You know, like, what are we doing? It is well. Hello, ladies and gents. Um, welcome to another episode of The Sound Seed podcast um we're back again from manchester to you wherever you are in the world i'm not here alone amen i'm here um covered in the blood of jesus empowered by the holy spirit and i've got three because if i see your face i'll laugh <laughs> um look at me bringing joy to the masses it is well would you like to introduce yourself ladies <laughs> My name is Ife. Hey. Okay. That's, that's literally all I say, guys. I don't, there's no, there's no addition. I just, yeah. One day there, I'll write, I'll write one and I'll be singing it for you. Wait uh-huh. for the day. I'm excited for that. Hello, Ife. Do you want to introduce yourself because you're already talking? That's it. What oh, Shelly. Shelly. Oh, oops. Hi, guys. I'm Shelly. <laughs> I didn't really, know. I thought you were talking to Ife and I was just like, but she did. I'm scared. I don't know what to go. Um, what about you? Interesting. I didn't show what are you elsewhere? <laughs> Not all about you, but you didn't say my name. Um, no, because I said you wanted you to say your name. <laughs> it's oh, intro. Yeah. What is going on? Okay. Oh my gosh. I like to dance. And when I'm hungry, I like ice cream. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Okay, we can start again. Okay. Sorry, everyone. No way, that's nothing again. I'm going to do the same. So like this, oh my so god! People know that this is what you do consistently. Okay, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> ready and ready. That's excellent. Hello, everyone, and welcome. So, um, I have a question. That's all. <laughs> yes. Um, when was the last, okay, not when was the last time, give a situation where you didn't do something that you wanted to, <laughs> or you couldn't do something that you wanted to, and feel free to be as personal as you want. <laughs> it's, it's a you couldn't do something. Yeah, so you didn't do something that you really wanted to do, or you couldn't do it. Couldn't, or you, sorry, semantics, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it's external pressures or internal ones. I've stopped you from doing it. I just saw an example. Um, I remember when my friends went on holiday and I couldn't go with them. That was really sad. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that happened. Um, and I was sad. And I let everyone know I was sad. I let my my friends know I let my I let God know and I was just sad and then yeah there's nothing else I could do really I remember that time very very um yeah very um very good 
But anyway, that's 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 the thing I can do. That's a very fair situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anyone else? <laughs> Sorry, this is a silence because some of us actually went on the holiday. So it's like, yeah. So the friends are on this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, podcast. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just silent. I'm, and I'm like. Yeah, it's not, it's not like they didn't let me go, so it's not their problem. Yeah, I know, yeah, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I can appreciate the feeling. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing and for being transparent as well. We like that. Um, anyone else? I just have to think. Some something that I wanted to do, yeah, that I couldn't do. Okay, let me rephrase for for example. Um, I'm going to use an example that Shoa used before in another episode where she said uh, when Christians are beefing each other over affirmation and it's like you want to go but the Holy Spirit said no or you want to oh, go oh that kind of couldn't go or your mum had a dream oh um, okay <laughs> that one that one that I, I can rep for that one so many times okay that's okay. an example it doesn't necessarily have to be like something where the external forces made it impossible for you to do something but it could also be times when you wanted to do something but you yourself couldn't or didn't show you're smiling speak up (laughs) (laughs) um i I can't think no that's a lie i can't think (laughs) i'm trying to decipher whether or not it's appropriate to share so i'm trying to find a different example that was fun no no it's appropriate um (sighs) Oh, food related. There was no <laughs> waffle on the menu. <laughs> you wanted to steal from the pot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's these suggestions. It's just food related. Um, yeah, as in, I wanted to make some food. I couldn't. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna leave that part in, but <laughs> Shelley. <laughs> mm. no. I remember. I remember. Last year, not even, it was this year. Yeah, it was this year. It was earlier this year when I wanted to go on a trip that I booked and I couldn't because I caught COVID. I remember that. Oh, that was so sad. So atrocious. And even the the whole of 2020 when I just wanted to um, bop off um, the island and I just couldn't because we were on lockdown. Like, it was just (laughs) so many instances. So there's that, like, shared feeling of sadness of, like, when you want to do something and you aren't able to do it because of, like, other factors around you. And how did you feel after? Sad. Annoyed. Yeah. Annoyed. It's not wanting to see, like, people doing the things because it's like, I want to do it, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was oh continue. I, I was I was in denial. I was like, oh, it's alright, it's fine. I'm like, it's okay, I'm okay. I'm okay, it's okay, like guys, it's fine. And I wasn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get to a point where I was like, Yeah, this isn't fine, this isn't okay, but there'll be another one, mm-hmm. you know. But denial was like my best friend for maybe like a week. Yeah, so I didn't even like, want to go anyway. Like, who wants to yeah. spend like, it's fine. Exactly. I like, I'm saving money. It's fine. I'm saving my money. I'm saving time. I can do something else. You know, it's okay. It's you fine. can always travel yeah. in the future. You know, who says exactly. you can't go again? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying to myself. 
yeah exactly yeah and 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 I think when I mean it's such a simple thing it's such a almost childlike thing of you wanting to do something and you just can't do it and so you revert to whether just feeling sad you know letting that emotion run over you or just be in a state of denial mm-hmm. um, where you like try to substitute that feeling with something else but it never really quite matches um it never really fulfills because deep down you still want to do what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and what we're going to be talking about in this episode is because um as christians we can do a lot of things but there's also some things that we can't do and I want us to discuss how do you remain standing in faith when evil prospers now that seems like really kind of off kind of topic but essentially we live in a world where as Christian well anyone can do whatever they want anyone can be whoever they want um the truth is no longer relative it's more like the truth is each sorry not relative the truth is relative it's like this is my truth and this is your truth and this is whatever but as christians our stance is meant to be against that where truth is reality defined by god and Mm -hmm. that sometimes means that we want to do certain things and we can't but the world gets to do those things the world gets to enjoy certain things and and i think it's, it's something that a lot of christians battle with but don't really talk about in mm-hmm. terms of like how you almost find like you'll find a Christian alternative to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, if you listen uh-huh. to like drill and they're talking oh, about killing people, but then Christians <laughs> got a hold of it and they're like, instead of stabbing people, the Bible will be our sword. And that's mm-hmm. what we're gonna use to like correct the world. If like Shelley is is it loves that. Or like mm-hmm. even like Christian R and B, for example, it's like worldly R and B was too was too worldly so christians will find an alternative not necessarily i'm not saying that's a bad thing but there's this kind of need for us to have an alternative that caters to us because deep down we still want certain things but our faith um and i guess being consecrated unto god means that some things are just not beneficial for us right and and it's really i mean my question is how do you how do you wrestle with that how do you wrestle with that? Mm. Because I remember, for example, I mean, you can go for the easy example of like purity culture, for example, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, I'm saving myself for marriage and I'm doing all these things, but the babes that aren't are the ones that are getting married. Or mm-hmm. like, yeah, apparently that's a lot of things that people struggle with. It's like, but I'm keeping myself pure. I'm, I'm, I'm in church, you know, I'm doing what I need to do. Yet mm. the people that aren't doing that seem to be prospering. Um, or maybe if you look at it in a work sense, you know, maybe I'm finding legitimate ways of um, earning money. Um, but the people that aren't, they're prospering, they're catching flights, they're enjoying themselves, and they don't seem to have a care in the world, yet you have all of these burdens and all of this responsibility and little satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that something that you guys have experienced? And how did that, yeah, have you guys ever experienced that before? I'm seeing nods. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, sorry. Your question is, how do we deal with that, right? Yeah. No, have you experienced that before? Because obviously, oh. we, you know, there's that um, that song, Only You Can Satisfy My Heart. Um, and these times we're singing it, but it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. what we're going through is satisfying. Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah. only you yeah. can satisfy. And these times you're like, well, actually, you're envying other people who are doing some things that you want to do but you can't 
Mm-hmm. Is that something that we've experienced? Because I've I yeah. have, but it seems like no one, no one has. No. How have you experienced it then? I definitely have. As in, yeah. Do you want to give an example? And it's hard for me to like pick out specific examples. But I, I remember like feeling like that feelings of like, oh, I want to do this, or, or I'm not having. Um... Oh, okay. Maybe one example. So I'm going back to uni in October and it feels like my friends are all right now about to be like, they're about to be making lots of money, like <laughs> I'm just working and kind of getting on with their life. And I kind of felt like just stuck basically like, okay, I'm in this space. Um, I, I, I want to do this, but I'm seeing what my friends are doing and like with the kind of field I'm in, it's a bit like, oh, why do I have to get this qualification to, to do what I want to do? Cause then my friends are in those spaces where they are, um, they finish with a uni, they can kind of put that to the side and pack that. But I feel like I'm just like wanting the freedom that comes with not having to be at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that I need to do this next stage of my life. But I know that freedom would be kind of constricted in a certain way. And I feel like, not even feel like, I had a bit of a, um, not a, it wasn't a panic attack. That's not it. It was just like, a, oh my God, what's going on? I don't know. Like, I'm going to be just, I just felt stuck, if that makes sense. And seeing everyone else progressing, I felt like stuck for what is to come. I've not started yet, but I just felt like I'm going to be stuck for the next couple of years. Um, so I think that's what I felt. Um, and I think for me, I was feeling that because I was actually just comparing myself to them, as in that that was what, what it was. Okay. They were achieving all of these things and they were kind of moving on to the next stage in their career. And I felt like I wasn't doing all of that. Um, and I think, yeah, the feelings of stuck was what, what was what I was feeling. Um, and but it was massively underlined with just comparison and and envy at times, right? Envy of their freedom, envy of what I I think or what I'm foreseeing I would not have. Um, but my mindset has changed massively through that. Um, but yeah, that's I'll be touching that later. But yeah, that yeah. was what I was feeling. And, and that's the thing, because sometimes it's not even the world that we envy. Sometimes it's the freedom that we perceive that other people have. It's yeah. like, I have all these constraints and yet you have none. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all these things that I have to think about, yet your life is is free. You don't have certain weights holding you down. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone else have anything else? I think, I remember saying this to you, Emily, actually, we went to dinner one time and I was like, it just stresses me out, but we do it all the time. We celebrate destinations more than we do journeys. Mm. And because of that, if you're on a journey, you don't think your journey is valuable until you get to the end of it. Like so that. even in terms of like shower and your degree, that's amazing, babe. Yeah, mm. like what you're about to ask is amazing. But because it feels like a journey, mm. it's like, mm. yeah, but what is it? Like, like we, we don't attribute anything to it because it, it doesn't have an end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be really frustrating even for me because I'm like all my friends like they're, they're doing bits even my niece my niece is so funny <laughs> so I'll show my niece like my friends and what they do she's like so Antifa all your friends are having babies then and I was like huh? <laughs> I was like yes they are having babies you can't just know it. yes they are and that's okay you know like <laughs> what a way to remind me of what my friends are doing but um, oh my god I think I think it's, it's very hard to we're very what's the word it's it's something from piaget but we we like to put things in boxes it's either a beginning or an end we don't know what to do in the middle because yeah. we, yeah. we don't know i think it's, it's a pre-conceptual stage i can't remember now I, I did this but um we don't know what to do in the middle 
So it's really hard to to value the middle because it's not the beginning of something, it's not mm. the end. Like people were really excited for you when you started your degree. You got all these congratulations. You're not gonna hear from them until the end, Shawa. Mm. You know, like you're gonna be in that middle because you're just only like, oh wow, well done, congratulations. And then at the end we're like, oh wow, party. In the middle, it's like you you do you, like you figure out all those thoughts yourself, you figure out the feeling of being disappointed, you figure out the the feeling of not being there yet, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers the question, but that's how I've definitely felt. Just just being in an awkward middle of I've started something, but I've not seen it in completion yet. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it can make me jealous of the people who are starting something new. Like I, I get so excited when I see new initiatives and I get a bit jealous. Or people who have completed something and I compare myself like, oh God, but look at what they're doing, look what they're doing. I'm like, but if you look what you're doing, like I was on Instagram and I saw someone jogging. I said, wow. I love that they have that habit. I was like, say, you have a habit. You open your Bible every day. Hallelujah. Like, well done for that habit. <laughs> um, so it's so easy. It's so easy. But I've definitely seen how, yeah, I've wanted either side for getting that what I have is something too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think with a lot of what you're saying is, the envy is rather coming from seeing other people's accomplishments, but you don't actually see the doubts that they've had when they were going through things. You don't mm. see the middle ground. You don't see the hard work that they went through. Mm. Because even when you see, like, for example, show with like, when you think about your friends who are working or whatever, that's a huge commitment in itself. And it's like, oh, they're going to be earning all this money, but you don't see them between the hours of nine or five where they're staring at their computer screen or when they're working extra hours or even like the steps that they have to take or the barriers that they have. But it's this perception that somehow other people are, their lives are better than yours. Yeah. Like they have something that is just better than what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing that with each, I mean, with the understanding, we know it, but it's hard to really hold on to it that everyone is dealing with the challenges of being alive. Whether your your life, you know, your workplace, you could be earning lots and lots of money, but there's no one's life that's devoid of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one's life that's devoid of struggle. There, there's none of that. And kind of going back to the topic is, especially as a Christian, when you're looking out into the world and you're seeing people who are non-Christians, especially when they're prospering, they're making new businesses, they're acquiring fortunes and all of these things. And we're like, if only I could do that, you know, if only I didn't have to to live by this constraint, um, somehow I would be able to attain what they have. I would mm-hmm. be as happy as they are. Um but you're not actually with them in the thick of it. And you know what I was thinking about this recently? I was, um, so Love Island is coming back on TV. It's a show that I would never go on. It's a show mm-hmm. I would never apply to. It's a show mm-hmm. I don't desire to be on. But it's that part of me that's like, they're going to be oh. popular. And lots of people are going to like them. Mm-hmm. Um, they could hate you too, but that the idea of like publicity or fame, it's not something mm-hmm. that I actively crave, but I thought it'd be nice mm-hmm. to have the freedom to apply. Mm-hmm. I don't want to apply, but mm-hmm. as a Christian, I'm like, what what would my role be on that show? What would I be doing? Would I be evangelizing? Would I be sitting around and being naked and just talking about things that don't matter or build my life? But it's the idea of like, hmm, I would like the option. I mean, I don't want it, but I would like the option to do certain things mm. and still turn it down. And I think sometimes when you see the things like through, um, I was reading an article um, on Desiring God, and I can't remember what it's called now. Um, 
and oh, I can't remember now. I've closed the tab. Um, ah, I can't find it. Yeah, and the the lady was talking about how like why is it that people prosper and they enjoy to, no why is it that people enjoy the things that I deserve and they can't have mm-hmm. it and the idea of like I deserve certain things, um, but I can't have it. So for example, someone was talking about oh you know oh my kids are annoying me, but you're still struggling to get pregnant. Mm. Um, not still, but like you're struggling to get pregnant. Or like um someone is like, oh, you know, I can't travel to, you know, see my family or do these things, but some people don't even have a family. And it's like some people have the luxury of complaining about the things that you feel that you deserve but don't have. Mm. And I feel like that's something that although you might not envy the world sinning, you might not envy the world drinking and smoking and stuff like that. The idea that I deserve certain things and yet I don't have them. And I think that's something that Christians can struggle with. Mm-hmm. And so if you know someone or you are someone who's struggling with this, I have a question for you guys. Because this is a question that I saw in the article that really challenged me. Are the benefits of following Christ really worth the price? And I know we're going to say yes. We're going to say yes. Salvation. Yeah. <laughs> Eternity in heaven. Amen. But for someone who is struggling to find contentment in the in what they've been served and what they've been given, in the freedom that they've been given, because we know that freedom in Christ is different from freedom in the world. Mm-hmm. How do you, in a way, convince them? How do you reiterate to someone that actually the benefits of being in Christ is really worth the price that you pay. she was like um she started gambling she started doing some spy stuff she started manipulating her husband and her children and she was like I just wanted to be seen I just wanted someone to value me to see me and in in her pursuit of those things she lost her family she lost um what she had and she was like I had everything I and I and I just didn't see it mm. and I think sometimes the way I look at the world now isn't so much of they have something that I don't it's the world is trying to copy what Christ has done Mm -hmm. so Daniel Shrain calls it a sunbeam how the world is like you know go create the world let's not forget it's it's not bad in and of itself it's just distorted and it's fragmented so there are some parts of it that are trying to get back to how God has created Mm-hmm. So that holiday that you go on, that new relationship that is getting you really excited, that joy of graduation, it's a sunbeam to what God wants to do in our lives, you know? And even the the, the, the idea of wanting to be famous, you want to be seen, you want to be valued, you want to be appreciated. And Christ is saying, listen, in the church, you can. In him, you can, right? So I, it helps me to see that the things that I desire in the world is also something that Christ has done for me. You know, like if I'm desiring to go on that holiday, it's because I want a sunbeam or I want, um, what's that word I'm looking for? 
Oh, it's not coming to me. But I, I want, I want like Spotlight? a shadow. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like I want a shadow of what is to become. A foretaste. That was it. I want a foretaste of rest. You know, that's what holi- that's why we go on holidays. Like we want to enjoy the beauty. We want to enjoy the rest. Look at Shelly stretching, and we want to enjoy the the scenery. Right? We want to enjoy beauty. We want a foretaste of heaven entirely. Right? So I think it really helps me to see that the world isn't an opposite to God. It's trying to reflect God, but it fails in some areas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as you said, as being famous, you want to be seen in a relationship. You want to be loved. You want to be careful. You want to be protected. Um, yeah, so I, I, it really helps me to um, to consider that, that your desire for the world is necessarily a bad thing, but it, it can be a distorted thing if you don't find it in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, because we miss it, right? Because we think, oh, is it bad that I want to graduate? Is it bad that I am converting all of these things? And in and itself, it's not bad, it's right. It's what it really points down to. You chasing all the trips and holidays. I want to go on holidays. It's about the experiences, the experiences that you're looking forward to. And if we can actually turn those things, well, the more we dwell on those things, they can actually become an idol, right? And then we start chasing after those things to give us satisfactions and those things to fulfill the role of God in our lives. Um, and they can't do it. They, they would always fall flat. And it's funny because once you get to the position you get to, like, once you're not there, you don't really, what is, what the, I want to say something. It's the person that's wearing a shoe that knows where it's pinching them. So like, oh. until you're in that position, you don't know what it's like to be there. But when you're there, you're, oh my God, I want to do all of these things. I want to graduate, I want to have all of this. I want to have a child. And then you see someone with a child and you're just like, whoa this is a lot of responsibility. Like, okay, <laughs> let me just take my time. <laughs> because what I'm running to, it's not glam, it's not it's like it's beautiful, but because you're not there, you just see the beauty of it. And if you get a, a chance to be closer to a person that's been in that same position that you're, you're like, like you're admiring for, to see it for what it really is, there are things that you think that you want that you realize, oh, I didn't know it was really like this. So really, um, a lot of these things that we're chasing after and looking for, when you're not in that position, you don't know what it's really like. And you might get in, you might be like, oh, it's it's beautiful, it's this. But it, it in itself has its own stress and pressures. Because I can imagine, if you think back to when you were younger, um, to now, it's like there's still something else. The things that you're wanting for, like I prayed for certain jobs that when I got into them, I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but we miss it, right? Because we're looking for different things to fulfill what really um what 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 would really satisfy us. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? Someone else will look at you getting that job and be like, God, why, why, why didn't I have that? Not knowing that actually it's when you're in the thick of it. But I think that speaks to like I know people like to call us the micro generation, but it's true, you know, when when people share their accomplishments or whatever, you see the end result of it, but you don't actually see the journey that they go through. You don't see, um, you don't see the tears, you don't see the struggle, you don't see it, but you see the end goal and that's what you cover, right? Um, rather than actually what what took them to get there. Um, I know what's so funny because me, I like, I like Psalms. I like any Bible scripture that speaks directly to what I'm going through because it helps me to see that what I'm going through isn't just, alone experience but it's a shared one that christians will feel because i think sometimes when you when you feel the way you do you think oh maybe i don't believe enough maybe my faith my faith is too small but knowing that 
actually this is a part of the of the human experience to kind of see that actually satisfaction can be found in God rather than just looking at other people. Um, and in Psalm 73, verse 13, it says, did I keep my way pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? And it's the idea of like how we perceive what we're doing. If we're not actually seeing it relative to God, we'll think it's fruitless. Mm-hmm. Like if let's say I'm choosing to, I don't know, go to church instead of that party, you'll feel like, oh, maybe what I'm doing is fruitless, but you're not seeing it relative to actually how God sees it. And so because you're not adding value to what you're doing, it seems that other people are prospering when actually what you're doing is prospering in itself, what you're building is everlasting. Um, But yeah, Shelley, do you have any thoughts to add to what's been said already? No, no, I think think you guys have said everything that I was thinking. I love how you said, you know... um, it's really like key to actually add value to what we're doing in terms of like the life that we choose to live in Christ. Um, because I think we can overlook that, you know, <laughs> it can just be something that's there. Um, and that we can actually, uh, and when we actually think about it, it has the most value out of everything. And then sometimes we kind of just overlook like it's actual worth. Um, so yeah, it's a great reminder to actually attribute to your faith and your salvation, the worth that's due to it. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of, I guess, rotating ourselves and kind of putting our eyes back on where it needs to be, because we can live an entire life of comparison. And oftentimes that drives people. I know we kind of mentioned it before in terms of like how people do things so that one day the enemies can rue the day they came across them. Or like... <laughs> Well, like when God blesses you, and all you can think of is, ah, wait till my enemy sees this. Mm-hmm. Or like when God is blessing Why? <laughs> No, but you, can you see how that bleeds into everything? Yeah. Yeah. The idea yeah. of like doing things so that you can be like, oh, we can have fun here too. Or like. Or proving mm. people wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it drives yeah. us. Especially like, I, I can understand like people who like if you were a kid and you know because then you, you hear the speeches all the time my teacher said I wouldn't amount to anything now look at yeah. me like I yeah. can imagine like it's something that especially because um, you know people overlook you know the power that words hold and so if something is like spoken over you or you know said to you this is this can be something that you carry with you for time and so it, you can't sometimes you don't even realize that that's what's driving you yeah but it's true that it all comes from that same place of not seeing the value in where you are or what mm-hmm, you're doing mm-hmm. and then looking to where other people are and saying that they're prospering, they're better. They don't have to think about anything. They don't have a care in the world. They don't have burdens. They don't have aches and pains mm-hmm. um, because we're so self-focused that apparently if something good isn't happening to us, then surely we're in a place of lack or, yeah, yeah. or actually if, if, I'm, if my enemies are not on their knees praying, like, like on their knees, like, Oh my God, this person has got it. Like I'm jealous of them. We're not, then we don't find satisfaction. We don't find like an end goal. And oftentimes that means that we put how we just, how we see the world, what our success story, we add it to like, we compare it to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So same way with that whole like enemies things or if like oh you know they didn't want me to prosper so now that I'm prospered now that I've prospered it's not actually that you're giving thanks to God and you're joyful in that but if your enemy doesn't now see it and acknowledge it then you've not actually reached where you need to get and it really Mm -hmm. bleeds into everything the thought of comparison of jealousy and 
you know, in Psalm 73, you have the psalmist who's obviously going through this tumultuous emotions going about, you know, why are the wicked prospering? Why is it that they don't have a care in the world? Why is it that they can even speak out against God? You know, why is it that I have to be meek? I have to be humble. I have to be good. I have to love my neighbor. I have to bear my neighbor's burdens. Why is it that I can't just live the life that they want to live? But actually, everything that we're doing amounts to something it's being recorded somewhere. It either builds your spirit or it tears apart your spirit. And I think once we see everything relative to how God sees it, we realize that actually God is recording this. God loves it when we do good. God doesn't want us to become weary in that process. God loves it when we consider him. Mm. And we, you know, that whole like living for the audience of one, when we actually live for God and we live for him alone, everything that we're doing we can have that once we know that God is recording it and God recognizes it, that's where we can find satisfaction. So rather than looking to other people for validation, looking to our enemies for validation, looking to our friends for validation, looking to social media for validation, God already validates us. Does that make sense? How can you find yeah. joy in that? How can you find joy in living for the audience of one? I love because it. The flesh I, I, doesn't want to. <laughs> I, I love that phrase because I said like it's something that I I so for example comparison is something that I um I've struggled with a lot in the past. So that phrase of living for the audience of one, um, I think it really just shifts where my focus is because I think when I would compare myself with my friends and just people in general, um, I was just losing focus of the things around me and, and how God sees me. Um I remember um that's what I was trying to find <laughs> there's this thing that a friend gave to me um that it just says like I'm, I'm not the things that I do right um and I, and I feel like my friends say this a lot to me because like they, they know um or they they tell me as a reminder rather like the things that I do is it's not who makes me who I am so yes she was this yes she was that yes she was got all of this accomplishment but more than that um Shawa is um a daughter of God like Shawa is loved by God like placing where the right focus is because all of these things and accomplishment and the things they they will never they can they will fade <laughs> but it's who I know it's 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 who my identity is placed in that would really keep me standing and I think at times where I've been so focused on let's say for example career and making that who I am when it doesn't go oh my gosh I remember when I got a 2-1 and I was bawling I was I was broken when I got Aww. a two undergraduate degree and I was out and then but she was like what the heck what like this is good. Why, why are you in bits? I was like, you don't get it. Like I wanted a first class, you don't get it. And I was, I was just, I was in pieces. Um, that's because like, I felt like I was so validated by accomplishing all of these things. And that's what made me who I am. But really just believing that my identity is in Christ, that brings so much freedom that if I don't get the grades, if I don't do these things, it's okay because they don't make me who I am. They don't define me. And I think it even changed the way I approached studying because it wasn't, oh, I want to study to make the grades. I was like, hey, I want to study to learn. I want to study to, to glorify God with the, um, the ways made me, can't say, the ways made me curious. I want to study to glorify him based in that way. And then I want to study because I want to get more racks or different things. And I think it does bring you so much more freedom because you're not doing, you're not living life for others. You're living life to satisfy God. Um, yeah, I love that phrase. Live life, for the, live for the audience of one. Um, it's like, it's, it's something I, I, tell myself quite a lot i love that living for god is so gentle 
like you're not it's not a race you're not running helter skelter you're not you're not staying awake at night thinking about how you're gonna triumph over people or how you're gonna you're literally just like it's such a, I don't want to say carefree life because you do care, but it's such a gentle way of living. Mm. Lowly and gentle read a book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's such a gentle, humble way of living because you're not, it's not a rat race anymore. You know how people like compare the business world to a rat race and everyone just jumps in and everyone climbs over everyone to get to the top. Living for God, that's not that. Oh, she's found it. Um, living for God is, do you want to read it out, Shara? It's it's quite long. Um, okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you want to or not. The way you're like etched, ready to say. Um, but yeah, can you just say what you said before in terms of like the things that we do don't make us who we are? Me? Yeah, what you said before. I feel like that's <laughs> such a beautiful way to. Okay, so. Yeah, right, oh, no, I, I can say this because actually that's what it says here. You are more than the things you do. In Christ, you are so much more. Beloved in Him, you are chosen, adopted, redeemed, bold, forgiven. His work, workmanship, known, loved, strengthened, to name a few. So, as many new responsibilities and titles come over you in the new, okay, <laughs> over, the, over you in the next coming months, whoever's listening to this, um, I pray that you cherish this identity overall. My name, Adesha, what you through Christ, you are beloved. And that to me, like I, like I go to this so much, I don't think you understand because I think I forget, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a Bible verse here. I'm gonna read here again. So it says Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, 3, um, which says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have continued my faithfulness in you. And Christ is faithful, right, to us because in us we're so much more, we're so much more than the things we do. And we can make it so you can make it so so much our identity, but we are more. You are more than the things you do. You're in Christ. You're so much more. Like mm-hmm. there's so much more in Christ. Um, and that's the way. Like like He sees us. He doesn't see me as the things I have. He sees me as beloved. He sees me. He sees me as chosen. He sees me as forgiven. Um, sees me as His workmanship. And it's so beautiful. And I I I love it. And I'm gonna just go back on mute. No, that's beautiful. We can see the lack in ourselves, but in God, there's such a fullness that we can't see. But we just need to reorient ourselves to see the fullness that we have in God rather than the lack we have relative to the world or relative to our neighbour. Did you want to say something, Effa, before we round up? I think maybe there's no other way to end than with truth. Yeah. And to probably just pray um, over... I think ourselves, we, we're going to always need this Amanda, but over everyone listening as well, um, I pray that the identity in Christ will be made more known to you as you um, carry on in this earth. That you, his love for you will not just be in your mind, but it'll be in your heart and it'll be in your feet and it'll be in your hands and it'll be in your mouth and it'll be everywhere um, and it'll change you from the inside out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that's a lovely way to end, I think. Um, Every time you feel yourself falling into the trap of comparison or envy or seeing your freedom in Christ as bondage, um, it's important to actually know that, number one, you're living for an audience of one, and then that you've been equipped with everything that you need to live a successful life that is full of joy and full of peace. And I think that's what everyone wants, regardless of how much money you have everyone just wants joy and peace and you can find that abundantly in Christ freely in Christ because the things that we chase after on this earth will perish one day but our relationship with God is everlasting 
But yeah, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Oh, it's actually got quite a deep end. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to meeting you again in our next episode. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.